The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Amid the spate of tech layoffs recently, there's been much talk about how employers should handle this type of situation. A recent Gallup report found uh, that a meagre 21% of employees are engaged in their work globally, with Europe faring worse at a paltry 14% of engagement. So what are companies doing wrong? Well, I'm joined now by the managing partner of employee engagement at Finn Partners Global Communications, Betsy Henning. Betsy, good morning. Good morning. Um, what does engaged mean? Well, at some level, I'd say we don't really know because that data that you just shared while while despairing at best um, has has been lower than has been below 40 percent for the last 25 years. So I don't know that we've ever actually seen an engaged workforce on a wholesale level. But engaged workforce, does that mean a kind of a corporate loyalty that you feel I am part of this company. It's global efforts. Well, I I may be a small cog in the wheel, but I'm definitely a cog. Absolutely. It is it, it is at an individual level. Engagement happens at at an individual level and then aggregates up to a collective whole. Uh, but it, it is always about the individual feeling valued, feeling like they have influence, feeling like they matter. So it, it looks like they don't feel that way now. Uh, I presume that the layoffs and the manner of the layoffs have added to that sense of uh, dispiritedness. I think that is true. Um, there does seem to be a bit of a, um, hey, come to the party on layoffs that's happening across the tech landscape and the financial services landscape to a lesser degree. But it it looks from the outside like a lot of the tech companies are going, if it's good for you, it's good for me, too. And then so, so there was no fundamental reason maybe why they should cut their numbers, except that everybody else is doing it. Oh, I think there's some fundamentals involved as well. Um, you know, tech companies are known for believing their own hype. Uh, and with the investment, particularly the the investment from private equity um, over the last few years and the stock market performance, they've had a lot of money in the bank. And so they have fattened up their ranks over the last, say, almost decade. And I think some corrections are not an unreasonable measure for a company to take. But the nature of how they're being taken now smacks of a little bit of um, gang warfare, if you will. Yeah, and when they all do it, it, then it can undermine the sector or the the perception of the sector because, you know, people talking about a tech winter. Absolutely. And and we may get into this further in our conversation, but I think that is a complete falsehood in reality. But it does add to that, creating that perception for sure. How should they have handled uh, the slight downsizing? Because it is, uh, in many of the companies, a very minor adjustment only to address overhiring they did. The pandemic happened. Various other things fed into it. They overhired a bit. Growth didn't uh, proceed uh, apace as much as they had thought. So they're readjusting. How should they have handled that messaging? 
Well, that's a great question. And you're you're exactly right. Three, five, even 10%. We all cut our budgets, our personal home budgets by those numbers. And we we don't notice it particularly um, in big, significant ways. So many, much of the time, these layoffs are pretty modest. And I think companies could have handled it much better by, um, first of all, not doing it sort of in this uh, uh, bowling pin falling kind of manner of one after another and picking their time, but also messaging it much more carefully with their employees and handling those layoffs in a much more sensible manner timing-wise. Um, how much of this is down to Elon Musk? I mean, he's a maverick. He uh, he blows hot, he blows cold. He makes statements about, you know, the people who are loyal, they'll be working for us day and night. And then he sacks some of the people who signed up for, to his loyalty program. I mean, this guy is a loose cannon. He is. <laughs> you you used Maverick. I was going to use Madman. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Elon Musk is a, is is not to be modeled in any way, shape, or form in all of this. And I, actually, I think the sensible leaders, even when they're being a bit nonsensical in in sort of uh, climbing onto the bandwagon, if you will, of layoffs, uh, they're not. They're not taking a page out of his playbook in doing it, um, but they aren't doing it well in spite of that. Now, the question of how employers should uh, foster engagement in their employees, because I suspect that if you are engaged, you do a better job for your employer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the the way you get to engagement is very different today than it was even uh, in in January of 2020, the pandemic changed things so fundamentally about engagement. It it accelerated trends that were already in place, and it created new needs among employees and employers. And so, engagement today looks very very different, and it's in many ways a wilderness. It might be hard to engage people who are remotely working, which may be why some companies are saying we want you all back in the office, not so we can keep an eye on you, but because simply there are less distractions. You might actually concentrate on the job rather than on your uh, your child who's, uh, you know, scurrying around your ankles or you're trying to do your clothes washing at the same time as you're trying to do a Zoom call, all of that kind of stuff. That's true, but... I would caution employers to not get too attached to that narrative. Um, there are people who genuinely want to contribute, genuinely want to be valued. Their needs are different. They, ha- they believe there are different ways of those needs being handled and addressed. Um, but it does require us all, employers and employees, to come to the table with a new set of conversations about the best way for all of us to work together in service of a business objective and goal. Now, often uh, companies looked to the tech sector, which was a very generous sector. The salaries were good. The perks were good. You had breakfast and lunch and dinner if you wanted to. You uh, could work flexi time, all of these kind of things. And uh, they said, we can't compete with these guys. Now, these guys are cutting back on some of these things, and uh, Irish people might be looking at the smaller Irish companies who now look a bit more attractive. I mean, maybe the lunch has been 
uh, cut, which has happened in some tech companies or the breakfast has been cut. The things that made them different and likeable have vanished. It's completely true. But some of the we need to remember that some of the things that made them them likable were also traps. Um, if you got free lunch at work, you had no reason to take an hour, an hour and a half off, um, go for a walk, meet a friend. Um, so some of those perks, in fact, uh, somebody, I, uh, I read an article once that referred to them as infantile. And I really liked that designation because it suggests this patronizing um, uh, approach from employers to to wheedle their employees into staying closer. You don't have to pick up your dry cleaning because we'll bring it to you. Any of those kinds of things are are can masquerade as trying to get tighter reins on the employee. So the perk may not be a perk. It, it can be um, basically a pair of handcuffs. Yes, um, disguised in a pretty package. How do you see the world of work going forward? I mean, we have seen the arrival of remote working because it had to during the pandemic. And then people think, well, that 45 to an hour, an hour and a half commute, I didn't have to do that. I've got so much time in my day. Um, Will we ever go back? I don't think so. And honestly, I hope not. I think this is an opportunity that was... Um, starting to brim in advance of the pandemic. It got accelerated and catalyzed uh, through the pandemic. And it's really an opportunity, if we choose to look at it, it's an opportunity to reframe how we think about work, how it works, how it fits in our collective lives, how companies um, can get more out of what they call their most valuable asset by being in a different relationship with them than they have been for um, since the Industrial Revolution, really. Start a new conversation. Start a new conversation. Betsy, thank you very much for joining us. Betsy Henning is Managing Partner of Employee Engagement at Finn Partners Global Communications. Uh, thank you very much for coming into studio. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.